Hi, this is Brad Shepard from the Hoodoo Gurus. You're listening to the New Wave Music Podcast. Welcome back to the New Wave Music Podcast. As always, this is your pal Steve. Hey, and it's T-Bone. We'd like to welcome you guys back to this week's episode. And before we begin, we'd like to, uh, if you guys would like to support us, we do have a way you can do so on buymeacoffee.com. Uh, just look for New Wave Music. There's also a link in the show description. And Steve, I'd also like to give a shout out to our listeners in Seville, Spain. We really do. Who said this podcast wouldn't work outside the United States, huh? But yeah, we'd like to really thank you all for listening. We really do appreciate it. Yeah, so let's go ahead and start this week's episode. This week we're going to be uh, kicking things off with the band Shriek Back, who you're probably going to recognize their hit Nemesis. as well as My Spine is the Baseline. And their cover of Casey and the Sunshine Band's Get Down Tonight. So this album is called Bola Hula. Uh, it came out late 2022, right towards the end of December. This was their 17th studio album. Uh, their last one was just in 2021 called 1000 Books. And throughout the 2000s, they've remained very active. Barry Andrews is on vocals and synths. Carl Marsh on guitars and, and additional vocals. And Martin Barker on drums. Um, Steve, so Barry and Carl are original band members. Uh, Dave Allen, the legendary bass player of the band and an original member. He left the band in the late 80s. And even uh, Martin Barker, though, he's been with the band for quite a long time. Yeah, and reading about the new album that came out, from what I found, T-Bone, was this was more of a Barry Andrews kind of solo shriek back album. As I really felt was from my research was Martin Barker and Carl Marsh weren't, re- weren't really able to contribute on this album. Oh, see, I, I found just the opposite. That's interesting. Well, who knows? Let's go ahead and jump into the, the songs themselves. Up first, we have Doodah Room. And Steve, 
<laughs> you will agree with me, I believe, that we've had a lot of nonsense words and lyrics in the past year. And looking at the song title, uh, this is another one of those in that line. But I have to say, despite the title, it, this song worked for me. I think the reason it does is it still has that menacing sense to start the track, as well as uh, uh, due to Andrew's deep, almost frightening lyrics at times. So, Unusual song title, but I think overall it's it's a good track. Yeah, I love how this song, how this track starts out, kind of with that static tuning of kind of like an old AM FM radio dial, kicks into like you said that great synth track. Um, it's a reminder of everything I love about Shriekback. And once that chorus kicks in, you're gonna have doodah rooms stuck in your head for days. Yeah, no question about that. Up next is the second track, Baby Floods the Zone. Got a million Steve, I love how this song starts. The drums and the synths darkly working together until the chorus comes in and takes the song not only in a different direction, but I think to a much higher level. As with uh, Shriekback songs over the decade, there's a funk to this track. In in the old days, uh, that would have been due to Dave Allen and his bass work, but that funk keeps it from being just a simple synth goth goth track uh, that otherwise I think it would have been. Yeah, I did enjoy this one. Um, to me, it wasn't quite up to the level of Doodah Room, <laughs> but that's just because that's a unique track all, all, all to itself. Yes. But this one does have a great funk uh, bass, bass line going. Also, I like the guitar work on this one, and it has that infectious beat to go along with great lyrics. That, again, it makes, it makes for a solid listen. And then we hit track number three, Churn. There's a T-Bone, this was an album highlight for me. I love the opening of this track from that light synth work to that to the subtle percussions. This track for me hits next levels once that chorus kicks in. Yeah, you know, they they slow things down just a little bit on this track, and, and that I think that slower pace creates kind of a real sense of dread, a feeling that Shred, Shriekback has done so well over the past decades. I really like how Bar- uh, Barker's drums often sit in the background, exploding at just the right moment. You know, I, I, I'm kind of just the opposite on you. This one isn't necessarily an album highlight for me, but I really did enjoy this one quite a bit. And that takes us to track number four, Ambergris. You called me weeping for the one thing i love about this album is that each track has a unique sound that's one thing i do like about pretty much any album we've reviewed this is one that with no exception is another highlight for me the highlights on this are definitely the vocals the synth work the percussions and again that infectious chorus that seems to be a staple for throughout all these street back songs yeah, I can't agree with you more. Um, I think Andrew's vocals are really the, the feature of this track. The instruments are sometimes a little bit subdued so that his voice can really come through. But when those synths, guitars, and dr- drums do come in, they match wonderfully to his vocals. And that leads us up to the fifth track, The Wolfman Wine Splains. What a revolution, such convolution. 
title <laughs> even this one may be even kind of a ridiculous one for me there wasn't a lot that held my interest on this song the only thing that i did expressly like is the crowd sounds that gives it kind of a live feel and ct on this one here i agree with you on the song title i put on my notes song title of the year question mark <laughs> um and again i think i like this one just a little bit more than you did i found it has some solid lyrics along with some outstanding music throughout this track so far, T-Bone, I'm actually really enjoying the Streak Back album. It makes for a great listen. Uh, so far, we're at five for five. Yeah, you know, I'm really enjoying it also. I just think this is probably, at least for me, the only track that it just didn't find that kind of interest. That leads us up to the sixth track, Brute Fact View. Contemplate the facts and the will to structure under the Brute Fact View. Under the Brute Fact View. And for me, this one returns the album just right on the on the perfect course. I love the wordsmith of this song, uh, but it's some grinding sense in the middle of the track that make this song work so well. It's actually the shortest song on the track on this album, and I feel like it could have gone on a lot longer. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I love the synth work and the percussions to start off this track. The vocals work very well. t this is what I'm going to call like a cruise control album where it's just, you put it on and it just kind of One thing kind of leads right yeah. into the other. It's not, does not make for a, it's, it's a very uh, pleasurable listening experience. And that takes us to track number seven, Safe Word. love the synth work on this track um this is probably one of my new favorite Shriekback tunes not only on this album but probably in their catalog everything on this track just clicked for me from the music to the vocals to the backing vocals that elevate this track and again outstanding lyrics steve again we we oftentimes think so alike when it comes to specific songs and i, I will say that this is actually my favorite song on the album that funk returns here and makes for just an awesome track i especially like the backing vocals working in tandem with andrew's assured vocals the synths are right on target but that chorus is exceptional and steve i think you'll know what i'm talking about when i say this but late in the song andrew starts rattling off safe words in particular a well-known movie title is it benzene no is it At that moment, I was sold on this being the best track on the album. And that leads us up to Nymphalette. I love 
love the smooth synths along with the vocals that open this track. As the song continues, the pace and the volume build slowly, but it's that bass foundation to this track that is so compelling. Midway through, there's some synth, some organ synths, I should say, that get their moment. It's brief, but I found it an inspired addition. Yeah, T-Bone, and again, I love how each song flows well from one to another. Uh, this is album. This is an album I'm going to have to say you're going. We've said it multiple times. You need to listen to it not only in order, but with headphones on mm. to fully just dig in to hear those little nuances, little highlights, little details. Uh, this track is another solid finding on the album, and I dare say it's another album highlight for me. Nice. And we close out the album with track number nine. We all lie down in the river. We all. And how many times have we discussed how artists or bands don't know how to close out an album? Uh, they kind of fumble it throughout or goes on. Or Shriekback has mastered how to close out an album with this track. What can I say? That this track works beautifully from the near spoken dialogue to the backing vocals to the chorus. Yeah, yeah. Andrews definitely does go spoken word on this unusual track to finish the album. A brief chorus uh, sprinkled through the song adds some beautiful singing, but it's those spoken lyrics that are both the focus of the song and its strength. This is a very effective way to end the album. I found it unexpectedly impactful and i was impressed that it goes in a a different direction the rest of the album i could not agree with you more that song after song after song on this album not only is different there's really no um songs that that sound the same as each other but they all work so well together and i agree with you on that throughout this whole album and it's been a great listening experience it's an album i highly i highly recommend picking up and to be honest i was surprised how much i did like this album when we talked about Shriek Back, that they had a new album out, I was familiar with Nemesis and a few other songs, but not real familiar with them. This, this album's made me want to be, go back and start picking up their back catalog. I've heard the last couple, like the last five albums have been on this level. I'm excited to hear more of those. And I'm, I'm going to say this is probably one of their best albums that I've listened to. Uh, this, is album, this is an album you can easily pick up if you're new to Shriek Back or a new fan. Or if you're a lifelong fan, you probably already have the album. You know, Shriekback is is a band that never really hit any sort of mainstream audience. And unfortunately, and, and that's unfortunate, uh, this album, I don't know that it's going to change that. And that is really a shame. Uh, they have always had a menacing sound and style, but never so much that they weren't accessible. And this album is no exception. I agree with you, Steve, completely. I like this album a lot. I would not only recommend it to fans of the band, which I know there's plenty that listen to this podcast, but to anyone that likes new wave music, but isn't necessarily familiar with them. I really think there is a wider audience for Shriekback, Steve. People that would appreciate their sound. And what better time to discover them than this album? Uh, then don't, and then after that, just as you mentioned, don't hesitate to go check out uh, their first four albums as a, at a minimum. And then maybe some more after that, but their first four are phenomenal. I, I am positive you won't be disappointed. Yeah. And as we're recording, this, this is the first episode we're doing in 2023. We're kind of in the lull right now with, no, with new music, not really coming out. And our friends at the podcast, if you guys are looking for something new to pick up, you will not be disappointed with this album. Completely agree. All right, T-Bone. Well, why don't you say why? Since we're in between reviews, let's keep our tradition going and get some music news going. Sounds good. Peter Gabriel just recently dropped a brand new single from his upcoming album. Uh, the single's called Panopticom. Pa- 
it's really good. I've had a chance to listen to it a few times. It came out like a day or two before we dropped this recording. Yeah, it's a, it's a moody little track and everything. And, and it, I, if I remember right, I've listened to it, but if I remember right, his vocals don't even come in until a little bit later in yeah. the song. Don't I? I, initially, I was kind of concerned that it was going to be an instrumental, which he has done in the past. But uh, I was glad to see that it has more of a personal touch. And then also, uh, a voice that we haven't heard in quite some time, Susie Sue is going to be returning to stage at, after 10 years of, uh, of not being out there in the public. She's going to be at the Latitude Festival in July. Unfortunately, that will be one Steve and I won't be able to hit because it's over in the east of England. So I do uh, envy the rest of you that will have a chance to see her on stage. And speaking of more new music we have coming up this year, Michael Stipe of R.E.M. announced he's coming out with his, his uh, own solo album. Sounds like he's financing the solo album solely on his own. So he has complete creative control. He's hinted at a lot of different guests and artists, and it should be interesting. Yeah, I, he doesn't have a label or anything like that. I think he's just planning on putting it out on his own. Um, you know, I, I always was a big fan of R.E.M. I don't know what if he plans to do something a little bit different than that style of music. It'll be interesting to see. And I believe that comes out maybe first quarter of this year. I hope so. Um, one thing for summer. sure, it's probably going to come out before Morrissey's album. <laughs> well, we all know that. And then, you know, I couldn't go without just wanting to mention the passing of Terry Hall. Um, it has been a couple of weeks uh, since that happened from the recording of this, but he was such a legendary uh, figure in the new wave ska scene, the being the lead singer of the specials, Fun Boy 3, The Color Field. Uh, he was a great presence and, and he will surely be missed. All right, Steve. Uh, so let's go on to their second review for this episode. This one will be with the Water Boys. Now, if you don't know a few of their songs, I will be very shocked. We, of course, have their bi- probably their biggest hit, Hole of the Moon. Also, Glastonbury song. Took a long last look at crazy horse. Push now for a golden age. I just found God. Just God. Yeah, I just found God. Just God. Yeah, I just found God where he always was. And all the things she gave me. All the things that she gave me. So, Steve, this album is called All Souls Hill, and it came out uh, in uh, about the middle of 2022. I got to say, Steve, we've had this album for quite some time, and we've been, you know, there's just been so much going on. We've, we've pushed it back and pushed it back. I think it was about time we got to this one. Yeah, T-Bone, and this is one we've had on our schedule probably since the mid of 2022 when it came out. And like you said, we just kept, get, kept getting bumped and bumped, and we had an <laughs> opening, so... It's we're about getting, time. We're getting to it now. Right. So this is their 17th studio album. Uh, Mike Scott and his rotating group of mus- musicians have been very busy in the 2000s, though, with 11 albums. Uh, fir- this is another one of those 40 years. Uh, this, their first album was in 1983. So this one does have Mike Scott on vocals and guitars. Um, on bass, and I hope I get this right, I'm just going to say Angus 
but it's spelled A-O-N-G-U-S. I'm going to say Angus Ralston, Ralph Salmons on drums, and I love it. Brother Paul on keyboards and Pee Wee Ellis on sax. You can't go wrong with that. So let's start things off with the first track, the title track, All Souls Hill. On All Souls Hill. Steve, some great musicianship opens this album. The keys, drums, and bass are the initial instruments with guitars making a quick inclusion. The talent of the players on this album is immediately evident. And and Mike's voice, one that's very unusual and and very unique, it, it's a, it, it kind of has a strange, un, unusual sound, but it creates such a nice welcome to this album. Yeah, and I'll start, I'll start out this review by saying I've known the Waterboys for maybe two songs. <laughs> so this is the most exposure I'm getting to them. But kicking this song, this track off, I really like the tone and vibe of the opening track. Mike Scott's vocals work well on this track. Um, as an introduction to the Waterboys, this is a track I can get behind. And that leads us up to the second track called The Liar. A crooked general gave a speech when the liar was in. Now, unquestionably, this is the most political song in this collection. Uh, the highlight for me is the, on this track is Ralph's drumming. Really some creative playing. Uh, equally impressive is the structure of the song. And sampling is used, which at first might seem like an odd choice. But that is the direction that Mike has taken this band over the, row, over the past number of years. So I found it a really interesting addition to this song. Yeah, like you said, this is definitely definitely a political song. You'll know it when you listen to it. Yeah. Um, that being said, I thought this one was a bit long and at times a little overhanded. Sometimes with political songs, they may work in the moment. Listening to them now a year or maybe two years after they've been recorded, it kind of gets a little stagnant and stale, and this track just didn't work for me that well. Uh, then we go to track number three, The Southern Moon. Like a statue of a king The night, my dear, was and clear I lay awake too wide awake to sleep a welcome change of pace uh, back from the last track I appreciate the uh, the descriptive lyrics this is not a bad song it's just not one of my favorites on the album yeah, you know, the direction changes on this track, and I really like the way this ballad gives Mike the the spotlight for his vocals. They are fantastic in every way. This is actually one of my favorite songs on the album. The instruments, they're all played so well. Uh, they actually take a little bit of a backseat to the vocals, and I found the muted drumming uh, to be a great choice. I also really love the creative use of the keyboards to make a distinctive song on this track. Or, I'm sorry, a distinctive sound on this track. Let's move to track number four, Blackberry Girl. When she moves the way that she thought, I'm the hunter that got roped and caught by Blackberry Girl. Blackberry Girl. She flipped the dude with the surfers. This to me, T-Bone, is where the album picks up with this track. This track was probably an album highlight for me. I like the tempo, the lyrics, the vocals on this one. So far, this is probably my favorite song that I've listened to. Uh, what, four songs into the album? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. This, you know, the last song was a little bit on a slower uh, side, and this one does pick up the pace right back up. I absolutely loved the backing vocals that repeat the song title after Mike sings it. I found that really an inspired touch. Uh, The clapping drums create a great quick pace, and the swirling keyboards late in the song are a really bright addition. So that takes us up to the fifth track, Hollywood Blues. Whichever way you place the cake, you lose. What roads are blind, man, man, to choose? When he's got the bust up, broke down, burned out Hollywood Blues. Keyboards and guitars open this track. Uh, if the song actually had just been that, I would it would have been an outstanding blues song. Uh, the slow-paced drums come in and are in great inclusion. They really added to the overall effect. But it's Pee Wee's sax that shows up midway through the song that really creates that bluesy feeling. I really like where this one went. One thing I'll say for the Water Boys is Mike's lyrics are a highlight on pretty much every song. Uh, they tell a great story, and this ballad is no exception to that to his lyrics. I did enjoy the song, but at times, T-Bone, I kept thinking, am I listening to Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers on this one? <laughs> well, and I can sometimes see that. I mean, there is kind of a, a slight similarity yeah. between the two. And then let's go track number six, In My Dreams. Musicians populate my dreams. My band members Certain Rolling Stones, Ian McDonald from King Crimson, David Bowie showing me around Dryden Chambers, Thyfall Sandra, Sly Stone. T-Bone, I love this semi-spoken track. It's probably a highlight of album highlight for me. If nothing else, it's just Mike's descriptive lyrics when he's describing some of the rock icons of the past, such as like Iggy Pop as an old Sly Dragon. I love that description. Yeah, yeah, no, I completely agree with you on that. Uh, you're right. Uh, Mike opens up this track with some more kind of breathy vocals, uh, really using those vocals more as spoken word than than actual singing. It's it's a nice change. And another thing on why this album is so successful, the different song styles means that no one song sounds like another. In addition, the synths are a little more experimental on this track. And I couldn't agree with you more. He does rattle off a number of artists at one point from Bowie to Boylan to Iggy Pop. It's clear that he's not only mentioning outstanding artists, but those that have been an influence to him. So number seven is another one of my favorites on this album, Once We're Brothers. There'll be no revival. a cover of Robbie Robertson's song about the breakup of the band. Uh, it's a beautiful retelling of an already fantastic song. Uh, Mike changes some of the lyrics, but the structure of the original track is completely is still completely there. I did like the line, when the curtain comes down, I let go of the past. The musicianship Ooh. is exceptional, but it's Mike's vocals, which uh, I have a real 
you know, they oftentimes have a real sense of sadness on this track, and I think that's what makes it work so well. Late in the song, there's an incredible guitar solo to uh, to close things out. Again, one of my favorites on this album. This is an exceptional song on every level. And as we try, as we start to close out this album, I'm finding myself enjoying more and more of the songs that we're getting to on this latter half of the album. Uh, the vocals and the catchy melody work very well for me. And as a new fan of the Water Boys, I can get another song I can get behind. Yeah. All right. Next up is the eighth track. Here we go again. Here we go. one has a genuinely amazing piano sample that opens the track. Uh, this is probably the most overtly experimental song sonically on this album. It makes for a fascinating and enchanting listen. The song builds and builds with different instrument levels, including some wonderful bass. But it's that piano sample that returns at various points of the songs that, that I really think makes this song special. Yeah, I agree with you so much on on what you just said. My notes are even getting close to you copying them again. (laughs) Um, But I really enjoyed how this one opens up with that piano melody or that piano sample. That's just kind of the glue throughout this song. It is. Um, I felt like like most songs, the lyrics are tight. How Mike's vocals deliver on this track, though, sounds like nothing else we've heard on the album. And again, it comes back to that that piano melody, Mm -hmm. kind of glues it together. I really enjoyed this track. Absolutely. So we close things off on this album with the ninth track, Passing Through. Sometimes happy, sometimes blue. Glad that I ran into you. Tell the people that you saw me passing through. And Steve, once again, we are closing off an album with a diff- another change of style. This one is. Really, if you get right down to it, a country ballad with spiritual undertones. We even get a gospel choir, and they sound fantastic. It's the it's the longest song on the album. It's close to 10 minutes long. Mike also covers a number of moments in history, from Martin Luther King Jr. to George Floyd. A song that long, I'd often say that sometimes it can get very repetitive. And, and yes, I, I do believe he could have shortened it a little bit, but I gotta say, for the most part, it works. And my notes on this is this is the blues gospel jam session track I really wasn't much of a fan of. I felt the the lyrics and the melody and the vocals were just not what were not up to par when we've heard on the rest of the album. This one just to me kind of had that feel of a you're listening to a jam session and going on over nine minutes, almost ten minutes in length. It kind of went on a little too long. First couple times I'm listening to this with my headphones on blind. I'm like, wait, didn't I just hear this song or is this song still going? <laughs> Look down to see the runtime. We're at nine minutes in. Yeah. It, it gets a little long. We've talked to, I think me and you are going to disagree on this one. I, I felt, I, this like was, I felt this was a way to stretch out the album. And, yeah. I don't think, I think it still has its faults uh, for that final track, but I think for me, overall, it works with a number of different elements that had, that make it a, a different, unusual song for uh, what I think is a great album. So I'm going to be upfront and honest with you. You've already mentioned this, Steve. Even though Hole of the Moon is in my top five favorite songs of all time, gotta be honest, I really don't know the Water Boys all that well. I know a few songs, but I just haven't kept up with them. Uh, I gotta say, though, listening to this album, this is going to have to change. Uh, T-Bone and the Water Boys, I love the song Hole of the Moon. 
and Gatsbury's song. That's my exposure to the Water Boys, and that's to the extent that I'd probably recommend the Water Boys. Uh, this is an album, though, I kept kind of going back and forth teetering on. Would I recommend it? Would I not recommend it? It's going to be probably a mild not recommend for me. Mm. And that's just because I'm just not that big of a fan of the Water Boys. I really like the two songs. Um, and this is probably the least New Wave album that we've reviewed. Uh, you, you, and sometimes you the term right New Wave can be loosely worked. Like we've the alarm kind of falls under that umbrella. Sometimes the cult will. And then you got your synth pop. This one to me is that far end of the of the spectrum. This is one that they might that they may have had a song or two that I connected with, but for the new wave crowd and our purpose of the podcast, this is now my I really can't recommend. It's more of a of a rock or gospel rock at some at times. Yeah, you know, and I think I can see where you're coming from in that. And I think the whole of the moon really is what kind of made them. It was played on new wave stations, and mm-hmm. I think that is probably why they might be considered new wave, but. You're right. You're absolutely right. This is so left of center music to be new wave. I got to agree with you on that, but I'm still, and I, we're going to be totally different on this one, Steve. I give this album a strong recommendation and I'm going to go even a step further. If we reviewed this album, this 2022 album before the end of the year, I think it's very possible that this would have, and I think easily gone into my top 10 albums of last well, year i think it's just that good so we're going to have a disagreement on that one we're both going to say that Shriekback was probably the album of the week because we both agree that that's oh yeah, just a really good a album question. i i absolutely love this water boys album I, I i like i there's just so much different going on into it uh with different styles and different sounds that it gets an easily high recommendation for me not necessarily for you and that's fine well, Tebow, looking ahead to next episode, we're going to be revisiting the new album from a rock icon, Iggy Pop, as well as the band The Jesus and the Mary Chain. Yeah, really looking forward to that. I've been listening to Iggy Pop. It, it's a uh, it, it, wow, it's Iggy Pop, that's for sure. And then, of course, you can always uh, find us on our social media. Just look up New Wave Music Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok. We're always there, and we'd love to hear anything from you. You can email us at newwavemusicpodcast at yahoo.com. Uh, let us know of any albums that you've been listening to that uh, are relatively new in New Wave Music, and uh, let us know who we should review. And thanks again for all your support, and we look forward to joining you guys rejoin us our next episode. Mm-hmm.